live from the Thorn Craig Bird Sanctuary in Lewiston, Maine, and brought to you by Norpro, quality and innovation since 1973. I'm Delmon. And I'm Oz. And this is EQ2 Talk. This is episode number 80, and we are recording on November 28th, 2015, and Oz, it has been a little while since we have recorded an EQ2 Talk podcast. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure how long that's been. I mean, I didn't even bother looking. I didn't bother looking because almost I didn't want to know. Yeah, I wouldn't either. It's probably been a good six months. It has been, and you know, it's been a rough summer, and once again, it all falls at my footsteps, uh, or because footstep sounds like you're moving forward, and we've been standing still. Uh, I had a rough summer and whatnot, but I think it's it's glad we're back. I'm happy to be back. Are you happy to be back? Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot that's happened over the course of the past few months in EQ2. Things we could talk about. Exciting things. Things like server mergers. Things like the TLE or TLP, depending on where you're from. And your personal favorite, Oz, Drunder. Oh, yes, I love Drinder. Yes, but we're going to save those topics for another day because there's been another major milestone in EQ2 recently, and that is the release of Thumbelina. The release of Thumbelina? The, I'm, did I say Thumbelina? I, I meant. Think you did. What, what did I mean? I meant the tentacles of Thumble. No. no. The, the terrors of Thumb. Thumbrera? No, Thumbrera is a type of fabric on couches. How do <laughs> the you see this? Of, of Malumbra. Malu- no, oh, that's no. the merchant. Malumbra is the city. Yeah. And it's Thumb... So how- Terrors of Thalumbra. Thalumbra, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that tongue ties me so much. Thalumbra, 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 Thalumbra. I don't know. I, I just keep wanting to say Malumbra. I just kind of mesh everything together. Yeah, yeah, take the Maldora, the city part of the expansion in the the Overland, or or as they like to affectionately call it, the Underland, and make them one zone. Maybe it would have been nice if they were just one zone. We didn't have we wouldn't have zone lines and all that. So uh, it's been out what now? About a week? A little over a week or so? Yeah, almost almost two. Working on two. Yeah, so about twelve. Uh, yeah, about 12 days. Okay, so it's certainly more than enough time to form our first impressions, yes. right? And and therefore become locked in on whether or not this is the best thing since sliced bread or meh or, what, uh, or you know, take it or leave it type of thing. So, But we're going to talk about that, uh, what we've been experiencing over the past, you know, two weeks or so in the game and some of the things that we've encountered off right away with one of your favorite topics always, which is the art. Oh, yes. I've so always said every expansion that the art team outdoes itself, and it, it's, it holds true this time. I, I think so, too. I think it looks stunning. Now, <laughs> I will caveat that with, does it play stunning? And let's, and let's talk a little bit about that. So let's start in the, the Overland or the, 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 the Lumbra. Let's, the, the Lumbra. 
the Everhot, as it's also called, right? I don't know why it's called that, but uh, you're underground, so there's a roof over our head, so no daylight and whatnot. I find it to be a little too hilly. There's a little too many mountains and outcroppings and jagged rocks. There are no flatlands. Well, there's flat areas, but they're not, you know, there's a lot of, in a couple areas, there's some sight. It's It just seems to me that the, the art team has, and I've heard them talk about the, they've had this new terrain tool that they've been using. Uh, yeah. And they they posted a, it was a one of the last SOE lives or, or fanfares I forget which they talked about an effect they called it the golf course effect and if you take a say thundering steps the over an overland view of thundering steps right very golf coursey it's like there's like fairways divided by mountains and that's how they separated everything yeah now you've got this like expanse of just ups and downs and arounds and all this and and I find it very frustrating to play in yeah because, i mean you would think you would think that the doors would at least flatten out some portion of the front of the area right you know, right it's it's a little better there right yeah it, it, it seems to be the the further you get away from the city it becomes worse well as it probably should i mean if you think about it and and while it's nice to look at right oh yes from, it's absolutely beautiful from afar when you start flying through it and when you start playing through it, so let's start with flying through it first. The, the color washing of the, the fluorescent everything just, like, blanks my screen out. I don't want to say it whites my screen out because then sometimes it's almost all yellow and then it becomes all purple and all blue, right? As I'm transitioning from their various areas, I'm overwhelmed with color. She blinded me with color, kind of. <laughs> and I yeah, find it very difficult to see. Yeah, there's a couple areas like that. Uh, it's the same with the sound as well. I mean, I was listening to it. I usually don't play with sound, but I like to at the beginning. Okay. Um, as I was, as you fly through a few areas, you get a bunch of frog-type noises, you know, little crickets in the swamp area. And then as soon as you cross that line, it's over. It just cuts right off. The, the frogs turn off. Yeah, everything <laughs> goes right into something, into the Glaufu or Glaufe or whatever you want to call them, the flying fairies. Sure. Right when you go into that area, it gets real bright, and the the noise changes. It's funny you say that because I, I was going to follow up with there's sound to this game. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, because yes, I, there's sound. Yeah, because I don't have it going. Uh, although you're right, I normally do turn it on in the beginning to at least get a little feel for it. But I I guess I didn't even think of it this time around. Uh, and the other thing that makes me that, that that causes me challenges when I'm out there is I'm flying around. And there is a love affair in this expansion with flying monsters. Well, they got the you know they got their art team to put in like some really good graphics on their tentacles. Yes, and it's it's phenomenal what they did. I mean, it looks great. Uh, the pox fiends, the cephalex, the other tentacled people uh, look good. But right, so when I'm flying around, I'm flying into them. Because I can't fly low to the ground because the ground's not level. So I'm either flying into them, and then I'm, now when I'm in combat, and times I'm being knocked out of the air and falling to my death, I have to fight, you talked about pox fiends there for a moment. Uh, I, when I have to fight pox fiends, I have to land on, on leaves 
to fight them. I can't fight in air, so I've got to swoop in and land on the leaf. Now I've got, I can't see the mob. Maybe I'm stuck under the leaf. I'm stuck between leaves. I find it to be incredibly annoying and frustrating playing around in the in the underland zone. Well, you know, you being a Templar, me being a Berserker, it's a little bit different because, you know, I got a lot of AEs that I can throw out blue ones. Yep. So the, if they get caught in the... Because I noticed that sometimes they get caught within the leaf and you can't see them to hit them. So usually I try to move back, but it is tough. It, billions and billions of damage uh, a couple times. Uh, thank, thank goodness I have my death prevent up. That'll save me from when I do slam into the ground. So I don't, only, I don't only die. Only once. Only once. Well, hopefully I don't bounce, <laughs> right? Dwarves don't bounce. They just go splat. Uh, but the, so I hit the ground, I survive, and I, and I can still fight it. If, 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 and that's a big if, if it's still on me. Because perhaps, I've, to your point, fallen so far, I've leashed the mob. Yeah, that's, that's the bad part. You know, you got the mob you want. But there's everybody else wants that mob too, and then it leashes on you, and you're halfway done killing it, and then you lose it. Right. Uh, or uh, the other area that I found extremely frustrating, I was working on the lore and legends of those uh, flying brains with the tentacles, the yes. fathom lurkers, I think. And they're in the, across the chasm, so I'm flying back and forth across the chasm like, like a bumblebee to fly through them to aggro them so I can land. Because to your point, I can't cast in the air. They're too the walls of the chasm there's a lot of that there's a lot of these flying mobs that are just out of range all the time yeah yeah you have to fly through them and then if you're grouped like sometimes when i'm grouped with you if you get hit i fall out of the air exactly exactly or you've got so many people flying around uh and i think about the the mine tunnel there that connects malumbra i just did it didn't i yeah you did <laughs> Won't be the last. Uh, Maldora that connects Maldora to the other side there, where the Glaufe yeah, area split, and the Cat Iron Mines. Yeah, you got to fly. There's so many people using that as a freeway, and there's people fighting mobs in there for either quest updates, lore and legends, or whatever. They're constantly being pulled off them. Yeah, or, or they're taking all the mobs and running them off. Right, right. And that's the other frustration. Yeah. Uh, people are able to fly around and swoop up a half a dozen of them land and then fight them all and then you're sitting there going well, well where's my mob and and that's uh, that's been I've, a problem i've never done that no certainly not not with your not with all your uh, i twirl around in circles uh, i wouldn't do that we blue buttonless people we don't have that luxury yeah uh, so it's been frustrating fighting and playing uh, while it looks stunning it's been difficult to play through i would say yeah i mean it, it does have its downside to it uh it but, yeah, I'll agree with you there. There's some downside on the whole hilly portion, the leaves. But uh, other than that, I mean, it looks really good. And, and there's one thing that you pointed out to me, and I'll let you take all the credit for this, uh, although now I cannot not stop seeing it. So <laughs> let's let's talk about that for a moment. You want to talk about fish heads? I want to talk about fish heads, pulley rolly fish heads. <laughs> yeah. Over there in the Glaufu, Glaufe area, uh, the 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 place where they all stand in those little huts, they look like fish heads from the side. The the glowy green eye, the lip wide open, and and even the the petals on the uh, I thought they were beehive kind of shaped things initially, right? But as once you said it to me, now I cannot not see it. 
even like where the leaves are sticking out of them are where fish fins would be. Fish fins would be, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You can't now not unsee that, which is really cool. Uh, Something I totally missed the first time around. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat when I first saw them. I was like, why did they put fish heads on it? And I got close and I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a beehive-ish hut thing. Right, and and they kind of look as you, you're flying into the area too. They kind of are all set up like a. They're all swimming in the same direction. It's almost like they're schooling together. Yeah, schooling actually. together, yeah. Which I don't know if they meant to do that, but they did a good job at it. That they did. Um, so now let's let's talk about uh, the city, uh, as I like to call it, Malumbra, which is actually called <laughs> Maldora, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like the city as much so as I dislike the outside. Love the city. So the city is supposed to be a combination of gnomish tinkering and architecture. Architecture, yes. Right, and and I like that. Being a dwarf, yeah, yay me and my fellow dwarfs. I like it. It's small. It's cramped. It's narrow. It's to me. This is what dwarves and and gnomes would build underground. Yeah, the the a lot of people try and compare it to Thurgonin, and it's similar in the sense that it's round. Mm-hmm. And it has an offshoot, but from my understanding, it's a whole new zone. That's it, I've, I've heard that as well. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a replay zone. It was built all from the ground up. Um, and if you look at it, my wife pointed this out. I'll give her credit. It's the symbol of Maldura, the cog with the minor pick turned sideways. I didn't notice that it either until you said it to me, and then I looked, and I'm like, holy cow, it is. Yeah, so hopefully that was intentional. And, and to the point about, you know, Thurgonin looking like, or Maldora looking like Thurgonin, or Thurgonin looking like Maldora, why wouldn't it? Wouldn't you think that dwarves would follow the same blueprint for building cities or something? So you could you could say the lore drives what it looks like. Yes, absolutely. And, and the only thing, you know, that, which is great, the one thing I didn't like about Third in was it was just so large, you know, so tall in the. Mm-hmm. There was just too much room, you know. You would think that dwarves would have more stout type city like Maldura, but now the only problem I have with Maldura is these large mounts are everywhere, and you can't. It's a great city, like a mall, you know, but uh, these large mounts just get in the way. If it was up to me, I would say Maldora should be a mount-free zone. You should zone in and they should be turned off. But to your point, they're too big. Somebody I saw the other day, and I probably was doing it as well uh, initially before I got them, uh, I was flying around on my balloon mount. <laughs> and that thing is just, you know, it's everywhere. Yeah, that, that's everywhere, literally. I think the mounts need to go. I don't know if that's something they would consider doing at this point. Yeah, but, I don't know. They might. I mean, if enough people, I guess have something to say about it it's just so hard to get up that narrow ramp with the mount on it, it is yeah those things are very tight and especially this one of the zones you and i have done it a couple of times is that uh district of ash yes where you got to run up through the portal guys yeah yeah i am forever just slamming into the side of those buttresses trying to get up those ramps it's, yeah it's which is arcade. quite funny yes yes so let's all let's all laugh at the dwarf who can't fit into the narrow things Trust me, I do quite a bit. <laughs> As I spawn extra ads too while doing it. Yeah, uh, fortunately, every time. Yeah. Every fortunately, time. it's advanced. So yeah, I, I think mounts off, but I like the fact that it's narrow, it's cramped, and it's tight. Now, there's one thing too that that did surprise me about Maldora, but I, I'm not sure if it does or it doesn't. Right. Right. 
is why are they so fascinated with their water treatment facility? <laughs> yeah, I noticed There's like a whole section of town of it. And then I noticed the other day as I'm running through there, there are pipes, right? They've got water pipes running through the place. Yeah. And in certain sections of the water pipe, they made them clear. Like you can watch the poop go by. Watch the, the matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get it. So yeah. so they're just fascinated. Of all things to to want to highlight and put in your city... Their wastewater treatment facility is extremely important to them. Yeah, well, it's high tech, man. I, I guess so. I guess so. I would have thought, you know, you could have gone with the ventilation system. That may have been interesting too, but why wastewater? But right. <laughs> it's cool nonetheless. I think it's something to have a little bit of fun with. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it's fun, but it does get a little annoying after a while when you fall off the 30th mountain and die. Yes, yes, and constantly... Again, I, I like some landing pads, people. <laughs> yeah, landing pads. Uh, can I get a landing strip right here? Yeah, just a nice line so I can bring, yeah. my, bring my flying sperm in on. Yeah. All right, so now let's talk about something that has been a bone of contention between you and I. So I guess we'll preface this part of the segment with this is going to be lively. Oh, hold on a second. Let's talk about well, a little bit more art here. One oh, you got more art? Okay. The The mounts. Oh, the mount. Now, yeah. I got four mounts. Yes. Because, you know, I paid for the premium. Okay. The, the first one looks different than the other three. Mm-hmm. The other three look exactly like each other. So I'm kind of a little disappointed. In, but the color scheme and the, they look so much alike, It's I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, I'm going to say I fall into that category as well. I was unimpressed with the... what. I would have thought to be the impressive mount. Right. He looks like the other ones. Right. And that's that. I think that's the last thing I'm at. That kind of just a little irritating. You know, I was hoping for something, you know, the, the, the last mount you get through the SIG line should be, you know, the, the paid extra four would be different than the other ones would look much cooler. Uh, it doesn't. At least a different skin tone or something. Make even the glowy dots on them a different color. Yeah, something. Or more glowy dots. You're right. But it, it, they do follow. They, they look too much alike, plain and simple. Right. Yep. So some contention, you said. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we've, can't see it right now. I'm doing the air quote finger thing. Discussed <laughs> this in the past. So hopefully we've gotten a lot of the swear words out of our system over it. But <laughs> let's talk about the SIG line. Or as I entitled it, the SIG line or lack thereof. Wow. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you talk because I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I disagree. Alright, I'm gonna you wanna let me talk so I can put my foot squarely into my own mouth, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the best part. So the SIG line and the Overland Quest lines that we have that and I'm gonna say we all and I'm gonna highlight that part of the sentence again, we all love Right, that we have seen in the past recently uh, through AOM and TOV. Uh, the SIG line and the, uh, and I'm going to call them side quests, the ones that kind of hang off it, they branch off the signature line a little bit. Maybe you go to a, a portion of the SIG quest, you talk to boxes blue with yellow text. Highlighted. Versus the brown and white text. Right, 
highlighting the signature quests versus that what I'll, I'm going to call them side quests or, or adjoining quests or, or camp quests. You know, so you yeah. go to a spot, you hail a dude, you talk to him, and he might have you do four or five or six things for him, and then he might advance the signature line for you. Right. And while you're doing that, you're 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 seeing that area. You're being introduced to the mobs. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe one of the advanced solos or one of the dungeons, air quotes dungeons, you're being exposed to or something along that lines. And then you move along. And during that process, you are getting your gear and equipment upgrades. Correct. Uh, that's how we've seen it in the past. And again, that's how, and I'll say it out loud again, we all like it. Oh, you said love it. Yeah, they say love it. Okay, uh, you know, uh, love like it. Uh, what comes higher than that? We enjoy that. I'll put it that way. Yes. This time now, that has changed. The signature line is a series of I think about a half a dozen some odd quests that begin in one spot and end in another spot. You do not have to do any of those uh, side quests to advance and complete the signature line. More so, those side quests, or even those additional quests that maybe weren't directly tied to the signature line, they are uh, sometimes not feathered, they are not blue dotted, they are not uh, uh, painted blue on the screen, those points of interest or points of information, whatever you have, POIs. So you don't know where things are, you don't necessarily know who to talk to, and therefore, now you are just wandering the expansion like you're lost in the desert. Okay. And I do not like that. <laughs> I like what we had before. Uh, my OCD-ness of wanting to do everything and get everything in a order, and I want the story to unfold to me in an orderly fashion, the old way did that for us, and I liked it. Yeah. I loved it. I know you loved it. I I didn't. I liked the way they put this one out. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the sig line. I mean, you can follow the sig line if you want, or you can go off and do these other quests if you want. Are they hard to find at times? Sure. You know, I mean, quests are supposed to be quests that are supposed to be found, not just given to you. You know, it's not like you walked into a bar and somebody handed you a piece of paper and said, "Go get this tin rat." You know, you have to actually go look for this stuff, and it's it's uh it's reminiscent of back a couple few expansions. Um, I liked it. I don't care much for the blue dots or the blue background of my map. It makes it too easy. You know, it's, it's seems like they're treating you like a child at that point, and saying you can't figure this out, so we're going to tell you how to do it. That and reading the quest text is fundamental. I agree. Reading quest text is fundamental, and I do do it. So you should know which areas you're supposed to be going to, or at least the general direction. Okay, and fair enough. And I and I did that. But in those, there's one quest I wish I could remember the name that really stuck out to me that I wanted to you know put my fist through the monitor. <laughs> um, he one of the dudes sends you out to get rocks or something, right? Right. And it's like, uh, well, that's Bob the Builder. Is it Bob? Okay. You got to go out to where the chasm area and get rocks. Well, everything is a rock out there. What? Oh, yeah, that's true. So, I can understand some of that. And this time in the past, we have seen they would put sparkly effects on some of those things. 
like the the rock would sparkle when you're on yeah. that. So you know that's the type of rock I'm looking for. Once I see that rock, oh, now I know it's the brown rock that looks like a, you know, a lima bean. Now I know where to look, right? But other than that, there's just rocks everywhere. So I'm just flying around with my cursor, sweeping back and forth, waiting for the hand to light up and hope but I'm in range of it. But if you didn't know to grab the sticks from below down by the drill, you'd never see that hand. This is true. This is true. So, so I don't – that I spent a lot of time – Becoming frustrated by what rock, what stone. It reminded me back of the old EQ days, right? What rock, what stone, what brown boulder, what this, what that, right? All these, you know, I'm like, it, it was graphically the text of those days, and I hated it. Who's limestone? <laughs> yeah, limestone. Typing rock names until you get the right one. Uh, so now I'm just flying around clicking on every brown thing, brown stone-looking thing, looking for the right one. Once I find it, it's like, oh, okay, now I know the type of rock I'm looking for. Look, they're everywhere. Now they but, stick out. But that, and then again, that increases your playtime through the quest. You know, I mean, it's not set like I can run through the AOM or the TOV quest line in an hour or two. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything is just a straight shot. You know, you don't, there's no, I have to go find this, you know, like the, uh, the mushroom guy down at the abandoned mushroom area or toad wart within Maldura, you know, two, two quest lines that you pick up by accident. Yeah. Now toad wart, worst, worst <laughs> reveal ever. I'm going to say that worst reveal ever. Oh, come on. Yes. Now, and he, here's what frustrates me too about it too. And while you can say it might be the, as part of the gameplay, and I'll say, okay, I can buy that, right? I, I, I can appreciate that, right? The, ex- the exploration part of running into things. The problem, though, is these exploration things are tied to key upgrades for you. Uh, I, I think Toadie gives you boots, right? Yeah, you say key upgrades, and I disagree. But my boots are upgrades. I'm throwing away my they, AOM they have, rate okay, boots for so, Toadie's quested boots. So they are upgrades, but I don't think they're as key. They're key upgrades. They're just upgrades. But if you're missing all of those and you get to the end, you get your butt handed to you at the end because the game is expecting you to have picked up the bracers, the gloves, the boots, the charm, the cloak, all those things along the way that are on side quests that you may or may not see. Well, I mean, absolutely. But then, you you know, you go in there and you get your butt whooped like, so I've gone into the, the last part of the SIG line, that last zone, four tunes now. Okay. And three out of the four have gone in there, and the things have been aggro. So somebody finally told me why. I thought the game just hated me, and the devs said, this guy can't have anything that's not aggro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought the game just hated me. But what it is is I didn't do any of the side quests. I just did straight signature line. Mm-hmm. So you know, you should know by now that the devs, when a new expansion comes out, they tend to throw every piece of equipment you're going to need out there in some fashion. Okay. When you get to the end line and you know that you don't have everything, like all your slots haven't been replaced or you haven't seen an uh, item for each slot, you know that you haven't done all the quests. And that was my exact problem with Toadie. I didn't have boots. Where where the bleep are my boots? Uh, trust me, I heard that for days. I, I'm still complaining about it. I know. It's the worst because you got to run around. Uh, the spoiler time here, okay? I guess if you haven't done it, but 
you run around the zone, you bump into something, you don't even know what, you get a pop-up about some status, and then you're supposed to realize, oh, there's now an NPC halfway across the zone waiting for me hiding behind a stove. Yeah, he is kind of, you know, and I'll agree on this point, that Toad Ward's kind of back there in a way that you can't see the feather. Mm -hmm. Even though it pops up on your map, you're like, I don't see the feather. Right. But, so if they pulled him out a little bit to where you could see the feather, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's the guy. But, yeah, the reveal, in my opinion, was fine. But you didn't – at some point, maybe it would have been better if there was red text that says, you just discovered – I think he's a – is he a goblin? I don't even know what he is. Yeah, he's a goblin. He's a goblin named Toad. How interesting. Okay. Toad so there would have been nice if there was red text that says, some goblin just ran by you saying, I got to get back to the, the – but they no, what you, some kind of hit. Right. What you get is a pop-up text box that says you gained a thousand status or however it was. Only it was. 121 or something. Oh, whatever it was, 121. That makes it even worse. Okay. Yes. Yeah, making my point. Yeah. Uh, you, you, it was just this out of the blue dialogue box that had no connection to the storyline at all. Worst reveal ever, Oz. And then to know that's where my boots come from, and I got to go find that clown to get them and do his kill ten rats well, quest. He's a goblin, not a clown. Whatever, he's a clown of a <laughs> goblin. So, uh, but I, and then, then I, to get my boots, a a uh, again, I'm going to continue to use that word, a key upgrade. Yeah, see, I, I'm going to disagree. You don't need the boots to win. Boots for the win, if anything. But, but but I'm saying you can't say it's a key upgrade if you don't need it. I mean, but here's the thing: the, the boots, those boots replaced, uh, and I don't know this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say replaced everything short of Avatar gear, probably, and maybe even Avatar gear from possible a complete reset. We're talking complete reset. I was in mostly uh, second tier raid gear, and I took everything off blindly, other than my ethereal weapons. You know, I, it dropped and I just put it on because it was automatically better. So every you're swapping out everything. So if you're missing some of those things, like Toadie or or like the the Goofe there or or Glafe, yeah. Uh, if you're missing all their stuff, right? Because you didn't wander over there far enough or wander close enough to see the feather pop up on your map, you could be missing. Uh, you know, not only boots, you could be missing half your gear set. And then I just say shame on you for not realizing that you're missing gear and you need to go find some quests. So, okay, so let me ask you this then. If if this was the old school way of doing it, and I agree it was, back in back in the old uh, old EQ2, back when it was uphill both ways in snow, right? Yeah. And then they started putting in the blue stuff and they transitioned the signature lines to being the main side quests, you know, all its, its gravy, its mashed potatoes and the corn and all those extra extra sides that you like, right? Why now all of a sudden did we throw it out? Was was it not fun? Why did they put it in? Why? Because they felt players needed it. Are they saying now players don't need that or it's not fun anymore? Well, I didn't think it was fun. I mean, I'm basically being handheld by Cathiel or Kander or Ninja or whoever else is a dev, you know. I'm, I'm being handheld through the quest line. Here's your blue dot. Just walk over there and you can get your stuff. Why don't, why don't I just log in and they give it to me? Okay. That'd be easier. Well. You know? That'd be just as easy as doing a SIG line in AOM or TOV. This this the story. There is the thrill of the hunt. I oh, say- well, you could come in and throw some text in a box and tell me the story in about three sentences, I'm sure. Okay, so, all right. Then let me follow you up with one more question. Okay. 
if the Oz method of sig lining is so much better and more fun than the the Dell way, right? Okay. Why does the trade skill line <laughs> do the exact opposite? Well, you know, there's, there could be many reasons. Okay. I'm going to throw out maybe a couple. All right. So the difference between the sig line for invention and the sig line for trade skill. Trade skill sig line took me an hour. The invention one took me a couple hours. Okay. Uh, the other side of that is trade skill line maybe gives you two items. So the, the trade skill dev only had to make a couple items for that. And, you know, with all the little stuff that you have to pick up and, ta- you know, the quest line itself. Uh, whereas the adventure line has to replace every piece of gear you have okay. with, mul- with multiple choices for each class. I think they just didn't, uh, you know, t- they decided to leave it out because it took too much time to put it in. So you're saying that it's was, a resource thing? I, I, think, I think it's a FTE problem. Okay. Versus and, okay. I oh, think, and I, and I think that you know uh, with the with the excitement of the TLE that mm-hmm. uh, they thought that possibly the old school players would like to see some old style questing. Oh, I think that's so wrong. I I liked it. I wanted to see it. I got. I hate the blue dots. Nah, nah. The, the the concept that the TLE is influencing design decisions in life, I think is, <laughs> I think is, if it, if that is to be true, I'll say that's con- concerning because you know what? Every time I saw on the t- about the TLE forums, and there's plenty we can talk about that, so but we won't go down that this rabbit hole too far, right? I was trying to stretch it a little bit. You know? I, I know, but how come every post about TLE is how come I can't have this? <laughs> yeah. Right? I. Wanted to do this too, you know, why like lives I, do. Why can't I have flame mounts at level one in TLE? Come on, right? Exactly. And, you know, oh, it's too hard, and I got to wait for spawn camps. You know, yeah, or anyway, something like anyway. that. All right. So back to the back to the the sig line. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Hated I liked, it. I like fi- finding. I like finding things. Uh, I like to go out and go to different areas. I, first thing I do, you know, like when we back when we had the. Uh, Black-coated map. I do the same thing I would have done if it was black-coated. I go to every area, I fly around, see what's around, see all the mobs, and so and discover everything, basically, is what I want to do. I do the exact opposite. With the black, the black map, I only went to the areas I needed to and let the story unveil itself to me. Once I was done, then, yes, I flew around and, and unmapped everything. And I'll tell you, not having that black stuff, you know, Disturbed me because now I'm like, did I go over there? I don't know. Did I fly <laughs> through that area? I don't know anymore. So yeah. to actually not have it made it even more complicated. I would say maybe even added a little bit more frustration to it because I was unsure of where I hadn't hadn't been yet. Yeah, I mean, it, I agree, but I I still do the same thing I do every expansion: fly around everywhere, run around the town, make sure I know where everything's at, and that's how I ended up finding Toad War. It was I was running around the town, seeing where everything was, and. I see the little blip of a goblin somewhere, and then I'd follow, run towards it, and run the other way, and just saw a couple blips of them, and then I got the update. You, know, you want to know how I found Toady? You went to you went to a website. I did. I I <laughs> snapped. I snapped like a rubber band. I couldn't don't, kick it anymore. Don't tell me you went to a fan site like EQ2U. Uh, unfortunately, they don't have walkthroughs, and this is this is another part of why I think. This sort of decision is such a bad idea at this time in the 
to take away those. We, we, you and I have actually been referring to it as the rails, right? Right. Take off that hand holding, you know, the blue dotting and the the really pointing out of where to go and that sort of stuff. Why that is such a bad thing at this point is the number of resources that are available to you when you are stuck has dwindled over time. There are less and less. Let's be honest. There are less and less EQ2 fan sites every day. Right. Now, hold on now. Okay. You say less and less resources. You're saying there's less online resources. Yes. Like on the web, like Google can't find it. Well, Google finds it. It points you to the EQ2 wiki, the award-winning EQ2 wiki. Right. Just like highly successful dungeon makers. Exactly. Yes, but there's thousands of people online in the game that know. And if one more of them asks me where Valence Tower is, <laughs> I'm going to reach for the monitor and strangle them. Right? Uh, Every question's over and over again. Well, I, I don't know if whether people are lazy or EQ2Wiki is that bad. I'm sure you got a friends list, man. If somebody out there will answer it. Actually, I've asked you through the whole quest line, hey, if you need any help, just ask. Right. And what'd you do? You you betrayed me and went to the award-winning wiki. <laughs> Well, the problem is, if I ask you, where is this stone, you're not going to say uh, 150, comma, negative 23, comma, 175. You're probably right. I would probably say, hey, figure it out. Go, it's over, <laughs> or you'll say, it's on the other side of the map. Oh, okay, yeah. that I need my blue dot. Uh, let me narrow it down for you. It's in the chasm. Right, exactly. Uh, feel free to fall while you're, while you're, <laughs> while an aggro mob hits you in midair. You'll find it that way. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, the, the the resources are limited nowadays, right? Yep. There there are less of those sorts of things out there. Uh, one of the other major uh, fan sites, which uh, while I have an agenda for, pointed is no longer providing those overland walkthroughs and whatnot. So we are down to really one resource, and it's only as good as what it is. Yeah, and I find that frustrating. So I think it is a bad time to be making the game hardcore. I don't know if I want to say it that way. More of a old school MMO challenge, I guess. I don't know, man. I think, uh, you know, to me, I was getting bored with the rails. I I don't need my handheld. I'm I'm older than four. You know, I don't need to have my handheld across the street. What I need is some something that's going to surprise me. Okay. And that's what happened. You know, finding Toad Wart, finding the. The mushroom guy, I mean, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I, maybe most people, maybe, as you say, we all love mm-hmm. uh, that type of play, but I enjoyed this expansion. Uh, probably, I wouldn't say the best expansion out there, but it's it's in the top. Okay. I, I just think, too, you talk about, you know, less, you know, less available resources, right? Right. When you have that sort of thing, you don't want to, and my case, or my, my point is, maybe you, you, you don't want to hide things. You don't want to spend time building something that only 1% are going to find, right? Because you don't have a lot of resources to build a lot of stuff and hide a lot of stuff. So yeah. get it out there. Let people see it. Let them experience it. Let them enjoy what you invested your time in making, as opposed to making it a bunch of hoops you got to jump through. Uh, that a lot of players might not do, so therefore they don't get access to. Yeah, maybe just a couple more hints on where, you know, like the the Mushroom Guy or Toad where it was. Those were the only two, I think, that were probably the most difficult to find. Uh, I guess, you know, coming back to my stone example, there were eggs. There was yeah. 
or uh, thing, something in the stream I had to swim around and find. Is it that rock? Is it this set of eggs? Is it those mushrooms over? What is it I really want to mouse? And all I'm doing is flying around with, trying to wait for the hand to pop up. Well, that's the same thing you do anyway. I uh, mean, the eggs are there, right? I mean, uh, the, over in Thundering Steps, they used to have a quest to be able to use the griffin. Yep. Clutch of eggs. Yep. It's the same thing. That's what's in the water. I mean, you, you, I mean, if you don't know how to do that, then you're probably a really new player. Uh, I don't know how many really new players we get into EQ2. I hope a lot, but it doesn't seem like it. Uh, no, you're you're right in that case. So uh, I just you know it's it comes it reminds me so much of that what egg, you know yeah. uh, what's what stone what granite what rock what stick is what, it, what is it this grapes? pile of green eggs or is it the pile of eggs that look like a clutch of eggs? That glowy black eggs that are over there on the mountain. Leaves and flowers are the worst when I have to do that sort of stuff. <laughs> Tell me what this leaf or flower looks like. Yeah, is it purple? Is it green? Is it orange? There are flowers everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about something else that's everywhere in game. Uh, it depends on what it is. That's people. Oh, I cannot stand people in my, my MMO. MMO. There are pe- yeah, you put people in my MMO, you got MMO in my people. Get off my lawn. There. Get off my mob! <laughs> like the first night, oh. you you would have thought they were giving away free mushrooms. Well, actually, they were. You only had to bend down and pick them up, right? It was chaos in the intro mushroom area. So here's where here's where I enjoy this type of questing is because everybody's doing the sig line, right? So I go and I get my quest, and I go straight for the trade skill quest because I know. That that mushroom grove that you need to go to for is spawned camped. Every mushroom was spawned camped by one person each. To to take a topical uh, item, it was like Black Friday mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. People are just knocking each other over, grabbing them out of little uh, kids' hands. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. It, it was a, it was kill or be killed for mushrooms on that first night. Then. Everybody moved on to the next area in the game together. And so, yeah, so I like this type of quest line, too. So I did the TS quest line first. took me an hour. Came back. There were still people spawn camping the damn mushrooms. So I said, you know what? I found a different quest. I'm going to go off that way. And I went off and did those side quests until a few hours later when the whole mob moved to Best Buy for Black Friday instead of... The mushrooms. Yes. So I went to the mushrooms after that, and I had the whole place to myself. I rounded them all up and just killed them with my blues. I lost more mobs to people <laughs> them off me. I called more people dirty names through the monitor than you could possibly imagine. I was all up in these people's grills. I bet you your Del, I bet you Del mom was yelling downstairs for you, telling you to shut up. Just, watch my language. Store, yeah, there were more more. I was inventing dirty words to call people. <laughs> she was probably yelling down. Jesus is watching you, Del. Yes, yes. Is this how Jesus would play an MMO <laughs> now? Uh, so while the server mergers made it great for there were more people around, there are now more people around. I can't get my weekly done on Thursday anymore of killing that massive, overlay mobs. That right? massive multiplayer crap is bull crap. A- exactly. These people are everywhere. They need to leave me the heck alone and get off my stuff. Ah, oh, that's awesome. So That's such a big problem to have in a massive multiplayer online game. Exactly, exactly. Talk about a double-edged sword, yeah, pardon exactly. the pun. Let's talk about gear. 
Oh, okay. I well, thought, I thought when when we first heard about the thun, thunder, I almost called thunder. <laughs> that's the home of the Thundercats, isn't it? Thumbelina. Thumble, whatever. Let's just Tot. When I first heard about Tot, <laughs> I thought I heard them talking about that there would be a common naming strategy or or naming schema to the gear. I was excited by that because I am I am confused and baffled by gear. Oh yeah, something pops into your bag, you don't know what to do. Right. Is it good, bad? Is is this better or worse than what I have? If it's not a straight upgrade, I and then uh, add in the procs. That's it. That's why I die all the times because gear pops up for a priest and I'm off somewhere else and you're standing there still staring at it. Number number one cause of death of tags: <laughs> gear loot dropping. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought we had heard about these naming standards and sets that I would be able to follow a schema and figure out where the upgrades were and and whatnot. And I'm finding that necessary not to be the case, or is the case in some places. I'm still trying to figure it out, and it's becoming frustrating. Because there are so many many gear upgrades. I got stuff off the advanced solo line, not the advanced solo line, excuse me, the, the quest line. Yeah. Collections are giving upgrades. You yes. know, collection upgrades, shiny upgrades, are, are, are rewards from shinies, rather, are upgrades. Uh, then we're getting advanced solo gear, and then there's heroic gear, and then there's event heroic you know, it's this so much. Maybe again, I'm asking for rails again. I'm asking for a little bit more of my hand to be held in this area because I'm overwhelmed by option choice and the amount of of things out there. Yeah, you, I don't know. Yeah, you're asking for a big hand holding. I mean, you want every piece of gear that here's the Templar armor. It's all called something something of dark horror. Or just say Templar DPS set, Templar Survivor yeah, set, so, Templar so, casting set. So that's what you want. Yeah, it is what I want. I know. that. Yes, that is what I'm asking for. Yeah, that's no fun. I, I, that's, that's too easy. I mean, then you just know that, okay, I need to go to these three zones, and that'll give me all my gear. Well, I want to go to this one, though. Well, that's not where I want my gear. My gear is not from there, so we're going to this one. Well, it's, it's, oh. you're damn right that's going to happen, right? It's because, let's be honest, when has it ever been about you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly my uh, point. But, uh, so I, I guess I'm, and, and that, and I'm, I've been, I struggle with that. I've always struggled with that. You know, is this piece better than what I have or not? Even if I don't know what they, where they're coming from, right? You know, that struggle started in TOV. You know that, right? Uh, I'm going to say for me it goes all the way back. Oh, okay. I think it goes all the way back. Uh, it's it's gotten a little. It, we've had you know more blue stats come up now, procking on on fears. It becomes even more. It creates a deer in the headlight syndrome for me. Right. I, yeah. I, I sit there and I stare at it, and I make no choice because I don't want to make the wrong choice. Right. Yeah. You don't want to pick the wrong bracer. Exact. The wrong bracer. Right. And what's <laughs> worse is on a quest, I you know you say the sig line right. There's two rings. Well, what ring do I want? And by the way, if I pick the wrong one, I'm SOL. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. There's no writing off to, to customer service to say, hey, can I picked the wrong one. Can you give no. me the, the the right bracer? You just no. got to re- replay it and get it again through gameplay. And hope that it's heirloom such that I could tra- tra- take somebody else's, right? Now i got to level another Templar. Yeah, because I don't know if that one's you know I can't take my my scout. Enough it's available for every class. Yeah, right, exactly. So I might have to level another priest just so I can get the right bracer again. So I, I, I'm not really keen on this, and and compound that with equation this 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 five letter word called relic. 
Oh, yeah. I like the relic tag. I think it's kind of cool. I can't stand it. I was <laughs> I was thrilled. Oh, wow. Best in slot. This is awesome. This is. I know I'm going to want this. Now I've got two of them. I got some shoulders that I got off one of the time quests, and I got my... My ring from the signature line, right? And so and so, what's the worst thing for Delman right now? Now he's wearing neither. He took them both off out of it's spite. Choices, choices, right? I am confounded by options. Damn people in your MMO. Yes. Damn choices in the game. Oh, this yes. is a horrible life that you lead in a game. I don't like options. <laughs> I want to know what to put on. So, well, I, I kept the ring because it had better resists at the moment. Right. Shoulders are nice. I yeah, thought if you didn't have relic tag. How did you get those relic shoulders, by the way? Uh, I completed the the gathering the mushroom time quest, and I got a platinum key. Real quick, okay. Timed quests, yes. That's something I've been searching for, so I look for them whenever I can. Mm-hmm. And I found quite a few. The time quests have the blue dots and the blue areas that they do. So another thing that they did differently than the adventure quest line. Which I like because, and not only that, the one that I do, I've only really done one of them because it's the only one I've mastered, is the Gathering of the Mushroom one there out by the Mushroom Farm. Yeah, uh, the Abandoned Mushroom Farm, You yes. can't leave the blue area. No, it, it blocks you in. So talk about actual rails. You know, we, we say rails is a proverbial. <laughs> there are literally rails. I on think that, that's, that's on the that. zone line. I think that's right, what's right there on the edge. Uh, I think that, well, I think it makes an artificial, because there's water all around you that normally you could swim through if you weren't on the quest, but you are blocked from exiting the blue area during the time quest. Yeah, I've I've done quite a few of them. There's a couple I'm still having trouble with, but I'll get it eventually. Yeah, much like the same one, it took me a little while to get them under my belt, you know, many failures before you get to success. Yep, and so there's gear that comes out of those, so you, you, that's why I brought up, because there's gear in it. Yep. Um, you get a rusted key like back in Clasarujark, fabled Clasarujark, which you still need to get the platinum key. Still working on it. I, I've already finished it. Um, the achievement anyway. It's all about you. It, it is actually. Uh, and so you you get this dusted key, you dust it off, and it gives you a status, a sell the status key, right? Ancient silver key or something. I can't remember the name. Sil- uh, silver, yeah. And then it gives you either a gold, a uh, platinum, or an umbrite. Yes. Uh, key. So, and then you got a platinum key. I did get a platinum key, yep. And you found the platinum chest because those are a pain in the ass to find. Uh, truth be told, I didn't find it literally, literally, Oz. Two or three minutes after me getting the platinum key, somebody shouted, the platinum chest is right here if anybody needs it. Yeah, I mean, people are helping people out to find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are trackable, but as you and I can't track unless we pay station cash for little tracking books. So we know that ain't happening. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what's not going to happen. Um, so you find the chest, and you, you put the key in there, and you got relic shoulders. Yes, I did. So that's pretty That's pretty cool. It really is. For something that took all of two minutes, I got a relic item for. Now, right. uh, I'm really not – again, I haven't invested a lot of lot of time into them. I don't know what the rarity uh, so, of, of platinum keys are. So I've gotten 10 platinum keys, 40 gold keys, and no umbrite keys. Okay. And this is just a rough estimate. You know? uh, out of all 50 of those, I've gotten all legendary items and one upgrade. Okay. So you got lucky. I got very lucky. But yeah, unfortunately, of all, my, of, of all of my great luck, those shoulders are sitting in a bag unused. Well, yeah, because you're wearing the Because I'm wearing ring. the ring. If I find a better ring, 
and I put the shoulders on. But this relic tag, again, um, I was very excited by it. But once you actually see it in practice, you're like, damn, this thing sucks. It's an all or nothing. Well, and also the end of the trace skill quest line is a relic item as well. Is it? Yes. What did I do with that? It's probably in your bag. I probably banked it. Yeah. Well, it's trade skill stuff, right? Okay. I put. You know what? I probably put it in my trade skill bag for when I do trade skill. Right. So, and it's relic. So when you go to put it on, you have to take your ring off. That's a good point. Obviously, I haven't done that yet. So no, but it does have a cool pro, a cool clicky on it where it brings up a uh, fuel merchant. Fuel merchant. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I was going to say that you brought up the trade skill quest earlier. The difficulty level of it. How? You, you oh know. yeah. Uh, the only hard part about the trade skill quest is: Do I have all the stuff I need, or don't? Am I going to have to go find a fuel merchant? Yeah, that's that is the hardest and most frustrating part about that whole line. I'm here. Do I have to go harvest? Right, right. Uh, one last thing about the gear that has that frustrated me a little bit this time, although I think I'm getting, I, I'm uh, it's subsiding because I've gotten better at it and I've gotten the answers to it. Is what upgrades this time and what doesn't? Oh, uh, you mean like the uh, the. Purple eyeball runes, the war runes, the purple war runes, the yeah. white, the, uh, the white adorns. Um, what else is there? Uh, there's two types of whites. There's the classics, and then there's the primordial whites, the yeah. special ones you had to right. make and harvest for. And then and, uh, the two types of or, uh, uh, I almost called them hors d'oeuvres. Or <laughs> adorns. <laughs> wow. Well, do I really have Thanksgiving on the brain? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where are my hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> Turkey's running afoul. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, so, and the only other thing is the difference between salvaging. Yes, yes. Uh, so that sort of stuff is what's new, what's not new. There are new purple eyeball oblong. I should have looked that word up. The, those long, skinny, football-shaped ones. Yeah, they look like eyeballs to me. Yeah. Um, those ones do have upgrades. Yes. The other ones, the war runes, the square ones, do not. So you have to... So the problem with that is, right, to get a quintessence to make a war rune, you have to go back to Aeon. Do we know that for a fact at this point? No, or? it's not factual, but I've salvaged probably uh, 150 items yep. out of the advanced solos and a couple of heroics. I mean, I've done a lot of advanced solos. I've got four tunes I run daily through the advanced solos, so I salvaged 150 plus items, and I haven't gotten a quintessence. Right, although you just don't know if you're just not lucky, right? That's, right. And yeah, that's exactly. the problem with this, and that's the point. You don't know if you're just unlucky or you really do have to go back to AOM. I would hope you don't have to go back to AOM, that if the things are not upgrading, they should still be in there. Um, it just so happens I've been looking for a Transcendent Spell Shard. Ironically, I just got one earlier. Yeah, that was hilarious. We were yeah. just screwing off what we were, we were BSing about the fact that uh, gear's not tagged all the same. Exactly. Um, and we were going over that before we recorded here, and sure enough, I managed to, while just standing next to a, a, a den, I'll just grab this while I'm here, click, click, click. Sure enough, when you least expect things is when they happen, right? Oh, yeah. So, sure enough, I get the, the... So that's good to see that those carried forward. I would hope quintessence also carry forward so that you're not going back to those AOM zones to get stuff. You shouldn't right. have to, I guess is my point, right? And I, I don't remember exactly how the... Was it just from salvaging gear that you got quintessence? Or, yeah, I think you got them from harvesting too. I'm not. I can't remember. I don't ever remember seeing one from harvesting, but that okay, doesn't mean so. they just weren't rare. Right. But I I did a lot of harvesting. So it's from salvaging. Yeah. 
I know that because I saw his stuff. I'm sure the newer people coming up or whatever it probably doesn't don't have as many later right. on. That and in, in in order to create a war rune, you need Farsi's tokens, right? Do you? Buy, yeah, you have to You're buy right. something. You got to go back to there. And, you do, and you to. also need uh, Farron. So again, you are going back if you want a quintessence essence, uh, right. no, quintessence so a, a purple war rune, rather, because you don't gain Farsi tokens for doing trade, skilling, and taught. And you don't gain Farron for doing quest in Todd. Okay. Okay. But so, they do they do sell a purple blank rune in Todd, but I don't know if it'll work for that. I part. bet if I had to bet and I haven't tried it, but I would bet it does. I, I would hope so. I mean it's a lot cheaper in Todd than it is uh, AOM. Although we get a lot less AOM, uh, we get a lot less Tot. Trade yes. skill coin than we did in AOM. Grand Artificer. Right. Yeah, well, I got, and then I have a ton of a new currency. Like, I have, well, I spent a bunch of it today because I made 5,000 arrows and turned them into the, whatever the status item is. Okay. Yeah, so you gain a bunch of that coin, the coin of the queen. I have over like 1,500. Yeah, I'm sitting about the same. But, I mean, I spent a bunch of it today. But there's really nothing... Yeah, Nothing yet, I think, is yeah. the key word. Yes. Nothing yet. Well, there's stuff to buy, but in my playstyle right now, because I'm not raiding. Yep. Uh, a lot of that stuff on there is kind of, you know, I'll, I'll get the, the, the arrow type item, because that's... I use those. Mm-hmm. But, I like, some of the stuff on there is more... Not so much heroic. You don't really need it in heroic. Okay. I have less to spend it on. All right. Let's let's talk about the deity window. Oh, I love the deity window. And our love affair with that thing. Yeah, it's my favorite window. Uh, it's my favorite window until it says 10 in it. Yes, which it does quite often when you're running heroics. Way too often does it say that. Even running well, advanced solos, you well, can I'm not, compl- I'm not complaining that it gets up to 10. I'm complaining that I forget to hit the button to knock it down to zero before I go into the third zone and rack it up to 10. I would say right now, off the top of my head, real quickly, number one quality of life need in EQ2 at the moment is to fix that. There needs to be a warning. Yeah, that's the one thing I was uh, kind of disappointed with. And I think I bugged it in beta, like I said. There's no warning that says you're at 10 when right. you're at 10. The, the uh, it does need says, hey, spend your points, noob. Right, uh, something that we can either build an act trigger on or something like that. Yeah, um, that needs to be de- you know that needs to be done in my opinion almost yesterday. Uh, I would like to see in the deity window uh, the option to auto spend. Yeah, I've kind of gone back and forth on that, though. So what I'd like to see is you know uh, a radio button because you can only pick one out of the th- say the three in the middle, right? Just let me; I can check it. And it'll, you know, check one of them and it'll, the other two would gray out. Or I can have none checked. But if I want to, you know, as I'm getting the points, just auto spend it in there and get so I don't have to go in and and use the window. Again, it's completely optional. If you don't check any, you don't auto spend. But give, give us the ability to say, yeah, if I get a point, just drop it right in here the minute you get it. Yeah. I mean, I like that option. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's like, then I'll, I'll never have to open my deity window. 
so because there's there's two moments about the dating window. It's the ten, right? Right. Crud. I didn't I didn't clean it out. Or you open it and you get the Oregon's Ducks logo. <laughs> and doesn't it look like that? Doesn't the, it? Absolutely does. The font and the color. It looks just like the Oregon's you know, Duck logo. Yeah. You know, this this whole thing is becoming a you know it's, it's November Turkey Day. Yes. The Oregon Ducks. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's other foul things within the game. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about that just in a second. But it, a you're right. words going on. And then Duck Mount, too, right? Right. And so since I live in Oregon, yes. uh, and pretty much pretty close to the Oregon Ducks, um, I see that emblem uh, symbol everywhere. Uh, my family are a big Oregon Ducks fan. I personally don't care uh, one way or the other about the Ducks or the Beavers. Well, but, I was just going to say, would, wouldn't it be cool if it, when you had zero, you get the Oregon Duck logo? That would be funny if it popped up like in your face, a big old Oregon Duck. But when you get Max, <laughs> yeah. the O.S. The State Beaver. Yeah. Uh, so uh, would, <laughs> wouldn't that be kind of dorky? But, that uh, would be. I just think we need a way to be warned when we reach Max, and I think a really nice enhancement to the system would be to create an auto-consume option. Yeah, I think. That I could toggle on and off if I wanted. Absolutely, I think that would be fine. It's just with the auto auto spin stuff. I just have I would have no reason to look because I've looked at the the DD buffs. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them that I would get, but you know, again, I'm not rating, right. so I, I don't think it's that essential for a heroic player to have it. It's but don't get me wrong, I'll buy them and use them because that's just what I'll do. I'm not saying that heroic players shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that it's not a key element that they need. We have yet to run into any of the any of the content that we're doing, and we've done all the advanced solos. We've done a number of the heroics, event heroics, and we even dabbled in the contested last night. We to find say, oh my god, we all need that buff because that's the win buff, right? I don't think any of those really truly exist, or any that really said, you know what, we would get over this hurdle if we all kind of had this. This would make it so much more easier. So I've been spending all my points thus far on the static stuff, the potency yeah. bonus, uh, crit bonus, and, and stamina. I dumped five into the potency and crit bonus. Now I'm just dumping everything into stamina. I got around ten, I think. I'm going around the wheel, just keeping them all evenly balanced, I yeah. guess. I, I don't have a strategy yet. Um, and that's why, again, but when we start out on a night, you know, if you're going to go run a half a dozen zones, or not a half a dozen, maybe too many, but three or four zones like we do on a night, right, we're going to bang out some heroics. You can go from zero to ten in two and a half zones, maybe, two zones. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's good. I, I like the experience gain. It's great. But, uh, yeah, when it hits ten, I, and, you know, and I thought in beta they said something they are going to put on the loyalty merchant that there was going to be an expander to it. I, I don't really, I, I can watch that Twitch stream. Okay, or I don't look in the look in the archives. Sure, I, I didn't. I never heard that, but again, that's not to say that it didn't was out there and I missed it. So, all right, so let's talk about one other thing. You're talking about birds. You got birds. Uh, you got birds on the brain recently. The, 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 yeah, the fowl. So the other day, I was standing there and I was doing the little snail one over in the hazy area, the swamp, the the clicky. Yep. West, and my buddy went over there to help. He was doing it. And as soon as I got there, all of a sudden, there was like a druid ring popped up, right? A druid spell that, and then I looked at it and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And I clicked on it without even really telling where it was going because I just click on things. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in this place called Foul Umbra, F O W L Umbra. And so I look out there, and there's ducks everywhere, triple up heroic ducks, and I'm like, my buddy's trying to click in, he can't click in. 
And I'm like, I can't do this by myself, you know. It's the 107th level. It's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, so anyway, I go to look at my stats, and I got like a billion hit points. I'm like, oh, this shouldn't be a problem. So I just tear the place up. There's three names, and there's Wise Quacker, uh, Skull Quacker, and another one. What was it? Oh, I can't even remember the name of it. I always forget the name, but you kill all the names, and I ended up getting the Mythical Helm. It's pretty sweet. That is definitely a really cool, I don't want to call it an Easter egg, but a little, a hidden thing. Yeah, it was, it was like I said, you know, I like to be surprised in the game, and that surprised the hell out of me. And I have to say, it's fortunate that it happened to you, right? That the thing spawned next to you. Because if it spawned next to me, I wouldn't have clicked on it. Because <laughs> I don't click on things that I'm not supposed to click on, right? Yeah, I click on anything. And you, you're the exact opposite, right? Anything and see what I'll it does. Anything just to see, just to see if it's it's if it's cool or not. And you know, it, it was the the few things. You know, the quest line had some surprises. This was a huge surprise. I mean, I was just it was fun. And, and a mythical helm is nothing to sneeze at. No, I mean, I was like, I, I'm, I'll never top that in heroic. Uh, and you infused the hell out of it. Oh yeah, it's it's fully infused with every possible except for epic. Yeah, I have to get more epic infusers to dump on it. Uh, but yeah, I've infused the hell out of that thing. It's maxed out, right? And, and rightfully it should be because this could be this could be the best helm you'll ever get. Yeah, in this expansion, absolutely. Uh, so, it was fun, and I and whoever put that in there, I and uh, the day before that happened, I was just complaining how I don't like birds. I absolutely hate birds. They're disgusting animals. Did Mrs. Smith's chicken chase you up a tree as a child? <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I just did, had to get sucked into a place full of ducks. I was just like, oh, Christ. So since you've seen that, we've seen it happen a few more times. Yes. Uh, I shouldn't say a few. It's been pretty rare. Um, there is some orange text that appears in your chat box. And when we see that, we assume it's spawning somewhere. And we've been flying around looking for it again. I found a portal one day, but uh, somebody, I, my guess is that somebody had already clicked it in. And it, this is a one-time portal use, you know, when it spawns, only one person gets a chance to click it and go into Foul Umbra. Yeah, that's a possibility. We don't know. We don't know, right? That's a speculation. We don't know how often it spawns, but we do have triggers now looking for it. One's happened, again, when we were warming up this morning. Yes. Uh, we, it spawned again, We although we never did find the, the portal this time around. So we believe it moves around. Yeah, it has to. I mean, it's right. something like that, I mean, has to move around. And- thing too is i didn't disco the mythical helm right right although somebody somebody had done it already i heard and i don't know if this is true now that you say that right if you get an umbrite key off any of the uh the timed clicky quests yeah uh an umbrite key has a chance to award a mythical reward oh it does because i think uh, a buddy of ours actually okay so some mythical bow somebody else may have already gotten the mythical the mythical helm may also come from philop Foul lumber, Foul umbra right? and and, and uh, um, bright chest. Yeah, it might come from both. That's a, just a guess. That's I have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all right. So let's uh, let's well, wrap. Well, the, oh, go ahead. I don't think it would because of the name of the item. It's, it has like quacker in it on the helm. Okay. So, oh, all right. So maybe there are different ones, <laughs> or maybe there's one. You know, uh, archetype. Uh, everybody yeah. gets a, maybe it's everybody gets a mythical helm and there's an archetype uh, fighter it's helm. Not, it's not Oprah, Delman. Oh, you get a helm, mate. <laughs> he gets a helm. Not me. 
because I haven't found my way in there yet. But so let's let's kind of sum all this up here and, and, and let, let's put it all together here. We both bought the uh, the extreme edition, uh, of premium, 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 whatever yeah. yes. the the expensive version. You bought it because you wanted to. Uh, I bought it because of peer pressure. Yeah, you say peer pressure, but you know you wanted to buy it. I know I wanted to buy it. I probably wouldn't have unless you people got on my case about it. Right. So, so, I, so and I, and you I, so, say peer pressure, but you know in the end you wanted to. And, and to be fair, I can't remember the last time I actually bought an expansion because <laughs> how many past years of going to SOE Live or, or Fanfare when it was that uh, where we awarded one free for going. Every time. Every time. So I just took the standard edition. Uh, this time they really they really stretched out the uh, the the three versions, the if you want to call it gearing of, right. of of and the bronze version is really the stripped down it has four wheels and a steering wheel model. Yeah. Um, the the middle one is what I probably used to would have thought in the old days, you know, previously would have been the the bottom tier and then the what we bought was the the ultra we bought would have been the collector's edition. So I, I, I gotta be honest. Yes. I went all in on that. So my question is for the 140 that you put into it or the, with the, with the discount, whatever it came down to. Right. Right. Are you happy? Are you enjoying it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can say yes. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't, Everybody's going to, I don't know, some people might not like this uh, statement, but, you know, it wasn't an expansion. Uh, we expanded the game, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it an expansion? Nah, it was a little short. It's a little small for an expansion. For what you feel an expansion is. Correct. Expansion is a, a, an elastic term, yeah. depending on who you're asking, right? Right, I, and I'll agree with that. Uh, the the extras that we got from paying the premium are they good? Yes, I enjoy the extras, except for the mount. I wish the mount looked different than the rest. Yep, I do too. Um, the extra infusers are great. The the little doll thing you get to put in your house is cool. The click on go to the lumber thing is cool. Your backpack. Backpack. I'm wearing that. Uh, extra mount uh, or not mount uh, the uh, mercenary 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 ah uh, the mercenary is kind of okay I, I don't really use mercenaries so I've yet to claim her so I don't really know uh, she looks cool yeah if it's a she I think it's a she I think all Glafe are she's uh, never mind okay so yeah so that's cool and then uh, the the extra little buff you get is is also a lot of fun okay. So, so yes, I think it's worth it. So the other day I went out on a limb, right? And I made a bold comment about this this expansion. Uh, you say a bold? I a did. Bold underlined italic. Uh, with exclamation points and with shouting text. and p- yeah. putting my finger in your chest when I said it, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily stand by what I said when I said worst expansion ever. Yeah. Uh, i I got to be honest. I was probably coming off the... Uh, I'm sick of this overland. I'm sick of the lack of rails. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm wandering the desert here, and I'm not having fun, and people are stealing my mobs. And I, I can't you, find the stupid rock. I think you just got off a wiki. <laughs> I probably just – and not only that, yeah, and the wiki had probably crashed a thousandth time. Yeah. Uh, Internet Explorer and the wiki do not go well together. And frankly, every time you got to go up there and it starts – it ticks me off too. Oh, 
So, yeah, I don't care for anyway, that site so. much. So I, I was coming off on a lot of extreme frustration points, and I and I went out on a limb and I said, worst expansion ever. And you did. I, I did. Used, I think I have it recorded. I don't necessarily know if I believe that anymore, but I'm not going to say that this is the best ever. No, it's definitely not the best ever. I mean, and everybody there, knows that's our okay. Really? All right, that's all the topic for another day. We're gonna we'll talk someday. We're gonna do a Pantheon show, Pantheon of Expansions show. There you and we'll go. talk about which ones are the best. But you know, I think there's a lot of things that I feel are still lacking, or that I didn't much care for this time around. And we spent a lot of time talking about the railing of of EQ2, right? Yes, right? Yes. Uh, that hand holding. I I miss that, and I think that really detracted a lot from this and and so i i'm while i'm enjoying doing new stuff in new zones i was tired of fabled eof and i was tired of rum seller and tired of aom if we, you know we'd done those uh so it's exciting to be doing something new uh i i still have to wonder myself if i got my 140 worth out of this thing yet i don't know well, that yet yeah i mean it, it's a we'll see as time goes yep so yeah, yeah, it's it's got to hold interest for an entire year or until they get come out with the next newest thing, right? So let me ask this then: uh, we, uh, the the saying is you only get one chance to make a first impression. What's your initial first impression? Uh the initial first impression was this is pretty cool. Okay, mine was eh, I wish it had a lot of those other things that I miss. Yeah, well, that's because you like the rails. I do. You like the flat ground. You want to see from one end of the zone to the next. I want the story to unfold to me in an order. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I think most of the people I've talked to have enjoyed it. You know, I haven't ran anybody that didn't that hated it. Nobody except for when it. you said it was the worst expansion ever. Nobody, and I nobody has gone as far as I have yet. No. Okay. But see, I knew that was going to happen. So mm-hmm. Okay. I had that for already in my head when I was running beta. I was like, oh, this Dylan's going to hate this. Yep. So, All right. yes, it's good. So I, think it, I think a lot of the, the zones and stuff, the mechanics of a lot of things have, are pretty well. I think there's some stuff that's overused. Mm-hmm. I don't like, uh, you know, as a tank, I don't like not having a target. Uh, the knockback gets old, just like in Sky Shrine, but, you know, it's dealt with. Yes. So, uh, you know, there's some little mechanic things that suck, but there's a lot of mechanics that are just pretty cool to deal with. Right, right. And so far, you know, we haven't talked about, we didn't spend too much time talking about the heroic content or the event heroic right. content. Right. We'll have that for another time. But that has, I will say at a very high level, that has been enjoyable thus far for me. Yes. So, all right. So does that uh, wrap up everything we wanted to talk about uh, thus far for Tot? I think so. All right. So uh, let's say then thank you to everyone who took the time to download the podcast. We sure do hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, let's also say thank you to this week's corporate sponsor, the uh, Norpro Company, uh, makers of fine kitchenware appliances and stuff. Uh, Oz, uh, I, I had a quick question for you: Do you uh, do you struggle keeping your bro? But I told you we weren't going to get through this. Do you do you struggle get, keeping your bro birds moist and succulent with the juices? No, because that tool from Norpro creates powerful suction to retrieve succulent juices. And that would be item 5989, right? The stainless steel turkey baser with flavor injector and cleaning brush. Yes, but you got to make sure to run it under hot water. Uh, right, and again, you got to be careful uh, that the uh, 
the uh, silicone bulb in it is only resistant to 450 degrees. Yes. So, uh, yeah, if you want to keep your birds moist and juicy, Oz, you got to get this stainless steel turkey baster from the Norpro Company. Uh, quality and innovation since 1973. Where were you in 1973, Oz? I was not even thought of. Well, you you were still in turkey. Oh, that's a I bad pun for turkey baster right there. So let's <laughs> yes. leave that and move on. Okay. Uh, and again, uh, the the wildlife sanctuary here in uh, Thorncrag uh, Bird Sanctuary in Lewiston, Maine. Uh, beautiful birds. I bet there's somebody out there giving us the bird right now. Okay. Uh, oh, yes. So uh, if you have any suggestions, comments, or feedback, want to talk to us about some of the stuff we've been talking about, a couple of ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, first, you can send us an email. So I'm Delmon at EQ2Talk.com. And I'm OSGZ at EQ2Talk.com. You can join us in-game, you know, which has changed recently due to the server mergers. So this is key if you want to hang out with the with the cool kids. You can join us by eq2.halls underscore of underscore fate dot uh, eq2talk. If you got all that, eq2.halls underscore of underscore fate dot eq2talk. Uh, unfortunately, uh, let's pour a 40 out for unrest, huh? Yeah. You can also send us in te- uh, ga- Intel Games. Uh, Intel Games. In Game Tells. In Game Tells. Thank <laughs> you. So I'm eq2.halls underscore of underscore. This is going to get old. Delmon, D E L L M O N. And I'm uh, backslash tell halls underscore of underscore fate dot OSGZ. Uh, you can also uh, check us out over there on the Facebook where we are facebook.com slash eq2talk. No underscores. No underscores in that, right? <laughs> or you can contact us at Twitter at EQT. Uh, well, everybody enjoyed this. Uh, this has been uh, episode eight underscore zero. <laughs> that, no, that's the ducks emblem. Oh, that's right. This is the eight underscore ducks emblem. Oh, no. The eight uh, ducks emblem. And we hope to see you back here for episode eight underscore one. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>